Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mission State Church Podcast Thursday edition. My name is Jake Eichert, I'm the host of this podcast, and we are continuing a series that we started last week, looking at how to read the Bible, why is it important to read the Bible. I talked to Russell Schultz, the lead pastor of Mission City last week, about some strategies that he uses, our journeys through reading the Bible, how it's developed over time, uh, how we view the Bible, and shared some interesting statistics, or at least I think they're interesting, about you know what the value of reading Scripture is. And today we started a series of interviews with different people about their journeys through reading the Bible, what they value, how they interact with the Bible, the strategies that they use now. And this week we kick it off with my wife, Sarah Eicher. It's a very special interview. So what's up, Sarah? How are you? Hello. I'm excited. Um, I am a little nervous to talk about just my discipline of reading the Bible because it feels very personal and a little bit vulnerable, um, but I'm ready to go. Well, I am confident that this is going to be a great interview because you are one of the most disciplined people I've ever met when it comes to reading their Bible. It's one of the things that I really admire about you. And so uh, I'm excited to dive into that a little bit. But uh, first off, I want to know, so I mentioned earlier about having some statistics in the last episode. Did you get a chance to hear some of those statistics? If I read some of them to you, would that be helpful for you? I just kind of want to see, gauge where maybe you are at with some of these. So you ready? Yeah, I, I'd like to rehear them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I'm going to generalize a little bit here. I've got the specific percentages, but we'll just kind of go generally. So, uh, if you read your Bible four plus times a week, you are twice as likely to share your faith, twice as likely to disciple someone else, 30% less likely to struggle with loneliness, 40% less likely to feel bitter towards others, 32% less likely to struggle with destructive thoughts about yourself and others, 60% less likely to feel spiritually stagnant, and 59% less likely to view pornography. And this is one that I find really interesting too, is that 93% of Americans estimated own a Bible. So they all have the tool in front of them to be able to cut down on some of these you know, standard challenges that we face as humans. And yet, I don't know, I, I think we read some of the statistics of how many people I think it's like a third of the population maybe reads their Bible at least once a day. And so, uh, I, or once a week, I'm sorry. Um, and so I'm curious, yeah, once a day would have been impressive. Uh, I'm curious just kind of how those hit you. Do you experience how the Bible has maybe impacted you in some of those ways? Would you put yourself into maybe some of those statistics? Well, first, like my mind kind of goes to, well, I wonder how many people are reading four times a day or four times a week in general. Um, and how many people like view reading as the same as like Bible reading. Um, but thinking about the statistics, I mean, it's definitely more true in my life where I've grown immensely in the discipline of reading your Bible. And so like thinking about sharing faith specifically, I I know I've had more openings and conversations to share, um, just based on like what God's teaching me through his word, um, with other people in my life. And then 
I think especially the, the thoughts one stands out to me. Um, destructive thoughts just like it's a lot easier to have our minds focused on something else or I'll speak for myself have my mind focused on something else um when I'm like starting my day channeled through scripture yeah that's an interesting perspective I, I think it makes sense to me that you might be twice as likely to share your faith I was thinking more like you're, you're probably more like spiritually mature or more confident in what you're sharing if you read the Bible but I didn't think of the angle that you shared of you know, also having something to talk about as well, that you can naturally Mm -hmm. just easily bring up something that, hey, I read this this morning. And, you know, you run into somebody that's struggling with something that what you read might, you know, help them out in Mm -hmm. that uh, in that day to day kind of process. So yeah, yeah, that I like that a lot. Also, the uh, 60% less likely to uh, feel spiritually stagnant. I mean, I can attest to that 1000% when I am getting in the word daily like it doesn't fall flat sure I have seasons where I mean just this last year I had a couple of months where I was reading scripture daily and it felt like nothing from my head was going to my heart and that was really frustrating but there was a breakthrough and so I'd say maybe I was a little bit stagnant in that point mentally um but like that's true that's true in my life so i know this about you that you make it a a high priority to read your bible every day when you're in those seasons like what you just described where you are reading it every day but it's just not seeming to connect is there anything that you goes through your mind or that's an encouragement to you in that time so say i'm someone listening to this and that's kind of where i'm at like i'm just been reading and reading and it just you know, I, I want to give up because it just doesn't seem like it's really doing anything for me. Do you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, when I have moments like that, seasons like that, I have prayed and asked God first. I, I find a friend to share it with um, because just talking it out helps reduce any shame or frustration that I'm having. But then ultimately, like in my in the past, I've asked God to give me a hunger and a desire for his word and like new excitement and speak to me through it. Um, and without fail, every single time he has. And so I can look back on those times in my life and go, oh, he's done it before. He's going to do it again. And that gives me the encouragement to press in. Yeah, I love that. So kind of taking a step back then, as you kind of view maybe not just in that season, but over your lifetime you know, I, I would imagine like you're kind of just a, a disciplined person in general. You grew up in a Christian home. And so has Bible reading always been something that's been like a priority for you that you've done daily? Or how has that kind of evolved over time in your life? It hasn't necessarily been something I've done daily. But yes, I grew up in a situation where I'd go to church on Sunday mornings, and we'd get stickers on our sticker chart for bringing our Bible to church. Um, So yes, it was in my face often and highly encouraged. Um, I think kind of on the opposite end of that, no, I haven't read my Bible daily for my entire life, but my struggle more so with reading the Bible has been being too much of a to-do and too much of a checklist rather than pressing into allowing it to be my relation, like use it as a tool for relationship with God and connecting with him. Um, 
so that's kind of where I lean as far as reading my Bible. That's been my struggle of it has been my should in the past and just in the last few years of my walk with Jesus, it's become more of a desire and a passion and just a gateway to connect with him. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, praying for that desire has been a, a great help for you. I would imagine that that's probably been also part of the catalyst for that change from a should to something that you enjoy as well. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you can point to that you would say, yeah, this is what maybe helped the light bulb come on for me from it went from checking a box to I get to do this. I get to spend time with the God of the universe. I I want to do this. Not because I have to or I should, but because like I get to. I mean, by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit, like that is not in my own power. You're talking about my like ability to be disciplined and like that. I'm I'm a broken person, you know, like that ability to be disciplined could easily be channeled into any other avenue of my life. And it has been in the past. Um, so I just want to make that clear, like by the work of the Holy Spirit, I have been able to press in this much. Um, but I think, can you ask your question again? Yeah. So just kind of a catalyst maybe for how you went from, Mm -hmm. this is a box I need to check. This is something I should do to Mm -hmm. maybe a different viewpoint on if you get to do this or Mm -hmm. you enjoy doing this, uh, something that you desire to do. So I had a friend in college who was very similar to me and we were driving to, we did student teaching in town next to where we went to school. And so we were driving one morning and talking about reading our Bibles. And she told me that it had become so much of a to-do that her sister encouraged her to just stop reading your Bible, like just stop altogether. Um, and like, I've had seasons where I've tried that, um, and it doesn't necessarily work for me. Um, but in those seasons, sometimes I spend time journaling, um, or just praying and kind of like putting scripture on the back burner in my time with God, but I think the catalyst behind the the switch in my heart and in my head of I get to do this, I'm spending time with God when I do this versus I should and I have to, um, I mean, it's very hard for me to put in words because it's it was like a whole shift in my faith and my relationship with Jesus. Um, I had a discipler, discipler of mine in the past few years teach me an analogy of um, sailing instead of rowing, where I just get to be with Jesus rather than do the work. Um, and, and that resonated with me, that word be, um, finding freedom in Christ through just being with him, being myself. I did during that season of transformation, I did a lot of picturing Jesus sitting next to me. Um, when I'd spend time with him, I did a lot more journaling than I have in the past. I did a lot more 
silent walks and just being quiet and asking for space and um I was very intentional about trying to take away the noise in my life um so I would spend days without my phone um which (laughs) that that is pretty easy for me I'm not like crazy about being on my phone all the time um Am I, am I missing anything? I mean, I was married to you (laughs) during this season of my life. Um, I was also going through, um, a season of very intense counseling and I know that that played a factor into my walk with the Lord, like getting to the root of some problems shifted how I viewed God and, the ways that I would talk to him and be vulnerable with him. It helps me become aware of a lot of things, a lot of lies that I believed. So it, it, I don't know if it was just like an isolated understanding of scripture. It was a whole transformation of my heart and who I am. You know, what stands out to me as you're saying that is it sounds to me and I just, sounds a little corny in my head, but I think it makes sense. Like it just became more about a relationship with Jesus than, than, you know, uh, maybe a to-do list or like trying to think of like what the other version of like a non, it's not really, it wasn't really a relationship. It was more so like a taskmaster or like, you know, a boss, um, as opposed to, yeah, like a, a, a friend, but like, you know, someone that you had relationship with. And so all of those practices that you're talking about and everything that tore down walls of, or helped to tear down walls of, this is a task, this is what I need to do. And more so I get to do this because it's the person that I enjoy spending time with. And reading my Bible is a way that I get to spend time with them and grow and learn in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, I realized that I didn't have to prove myself anymore. Like the to-do list, the part of the root of some of what was dug up for me in that season was that I was trying to prove myself even to God, to myself, to my church, that I was in quotes, a good Christian. Um, And like, I still live with that baggage. um, And so it still comes up for me, but I'm a lot further from it. I'm a, I'm a lot more living and walking in freedom from that and knowing, like, I, I don't have to prove myself. Yeah. I get to be myself. I think, so I think that's a good transition point. I do, like, just last question I'll kind of ask you around this, but I think just to help maybe clarify or just put a bow on it. So if you could think back to the times that you were doing it more out of a task or it being, you know, what you're supposed to do versus mm-hmm. afterward, what are some of the characteristics you talked about, you know, just kind of experiencing more life, things like that. But like, if you could give us a few more descriptions just about what did life look like when it was a task, when it was a checkbox versus, or what does even your relationship with God look like when it was, you know, prior to, to after that shift happening? I'd say it was a lot more tumultuous. Is it, how yeah, do you yeah. say that word? Yeah. Tumultuous. Um, like I, my happy moments, excited moments were a lot more like infrequent maybe. 
Um, I lived a lot more stressed out. This was prior. Prior. Yeah. 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 Uh, I lived a lot more stressed out. I felt the burden of stress a lot deeper. Um, I, I didn't live with like a sense of freedom. That's so hard to talk about because a lot of it is just like an internal state. Um, you can maybe speak to like outward appearance of being in relationship with me in those changes, but like tangibly, I was more worried about things. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think you're kind of giving a lot of good perspective. Like if you find yourself in a position where you can relate to that idea that reading your Bible is a task on a to-do list or it feels stressful or it's something that you check off or, um, you know, you haven't experienced what Sarah's talking about from a freedom standpoint, from a relational standpoint, from an enjoyment standpoint, I would just encourage you. I don't know that I'd go as far as to say that you should stop reading your Bible as your friend's sister did. Um, but the, we the were point, college students. Sure. The point there, I think the underlying point is really that, like, what are you getting out of it? If it is just a checkbox, if it is just something on a to-do list, like, sure, you might be experiencing something. You might be learning something. But you're not gaining the transformation that we're really seeking when we go to the scriptures. Well, can I... Can I talk to that language of getting something out of it? Mm-hmm. I would say part of the to-do list and part of the task list, list of reading your Bible for me was what can I get from this? Um, and it it's not so much that anymore. It goes back to like, this is part of spending time with person, the God that I'm declaring king over my life, and I get to be in relationship with him. Hmm. It's not so much, this is what I gain. The the gaining is just like immense blessing uh, (laughs) and the Holy Spirit transforming my life. And I realize that I probably sound like I'm talking through rose-colored lenses, um, but I am in a really sweet time of of God revealing things to me um and so like I want to share that excitement and that goodness that's coming from it yeah it's awesome it's awesome and it does it like encourages you to want to share that when Mm -hmm. you experience it so um I I got a few more questions here for you this one's a kind of a two-parter take a little bit different approach so we've talked a little bit about your discipline uh towards scriptures I want to ask a so part one is what do you do that helps you kind of maintain that discipline? And part two of that is what are the practices that you do? you mentioned journaling and some other things like when it comes to reading your Bible specifically, you know, how do you go about that? Is there a certain practice that you do on a regular basis? Do you switch it up? Um, what do you do when you read your Bible? Mm-hmm. We're going to have to take this in parts. Um, so first part how do I like how do you stay disciplined disciplined? um well I have surrounded myself with people who encourage that that's one thing um but it has taken quite a bit of sacrifice I have to say no to things in the evening um because I get up 
quite early in the mornings um, to have that protected time um, before the rest of our house is awake, um, which means I'm also going to bed early. So I have had to cut out some um, shows that I've enjoyed watching. Um, I mean, those are like the biggest things that are coming to mind during the season where I wasn't getting up early. I used part of our son's first nap to spend time with God. And like that meant maybe our house wasn't as clean as I'd like it to be because I was choosing that over, you know, doing the dishes in the sink. Um, which bothers me, but I, I do know, like, being near to God, like, he has allowed me to have more grace for those things. Um, so, uh, like, the word sacrifice is coming to mind. I just had to make sacrifices, but, but over time, I know I've had to make sacrifices, um, but over time, I've seen that those sacrifices are worth it. So, does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. So, last thing here, just kind of circle back to that part two of the question. Like, what practices or what ways would you encourage someone to engage with their Bible if they don't know where to start or they feel overwhelmed or they just, it's just never been something that's maintained consistency with them? You know, I think you're a highlighter, you're are you a highlighter? Are you an underliner? You you don't mark your Bible at all. You write it <laughs> No, I mark my Bible. I love being able to... I usually, if I mark in it, I write the date so that years from now, uh, I I can look back. I love seeing like little notes of times in my life um, where things stuck out to me. Uh, I think the, the... I would love that person to come talk to me. <laughs> um... Or not me, but find a friend who does enjoy reading their Bible, um, get close with them, spend time with them, talk about it, talk about it being a struggle, don't keep it in the dark. I also think, like, starting small um, can be really helpful. Like, I didn't just wake up one day and go, okay, I'm going to read my Bible every single day for an hour every day this week from now until forever um it it was a small practice it was like for a while it was waking up opening my eyes and reading the verse of the day from the bible app um and i i grew my practice of of being with jesus in the mornings then or that way Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today and answering my questions. We'll continue this series interviewing a few more people leading up to the launch of our churchwide reading plan, which you can find on our website. There'll be a link in our Instagram. You'll be hearing devotionals on this podcast feed. There'll be all kinds of ways that you can interact with that. And so if you are struggling with that in any way, please, please, please engage with us on that uh, in that way. Uh, check out our reading plan, engage with our devotionals. It'll be read to you in the devotionals things like that. So um, please engage with the Bible. That's that's the whole point of us doing this series is that we want to help you grow spiritually and specifically with reading your Bible. So we love you guys. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. We'll be back next week with another interview over uh, a way to read your Bible or how to engage with it. See you then. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Merriam Community Center off Slater Street between Johnson Drive and Shawnee Mission Parkway. We also have five community groups that meet throughout the KC Metro. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or send me an email at jake at missioncitykc.com.